the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. There's a ring of truth that is unmistakable Knowing that you cannot find alone And if you listen carefully And sometimes even if you don't You can hear that sound Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Ring of Truth with our pastor and teacher, Dan Sexton, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. Please join Pastor Dan as he teaches through God's Word. We need to pray for the leaders of our nation that they would seek the Lord. We need to pray for church leaders. I'm asking you to pray for me as the pastor that, that, that we, I would continue to seek the Lord, right? Depend upon the Lord and not trust in my, myself or my own strength. Pray for other pastors in our community. I, I think also, too, we should... It applies to us individually. You know, whatever whatever God has you shepherding right now, whatever you're overseeing right now in your own life. Do you pray for your leaders? Oftentimes, we can get so wrapped up in the decisions, whether good or bad, of a leader, and we tend to forget that their job isn't an easy one, and certainly not one that receives much appreciation. In today's message, Pastor Dan will encourage you to pray for your leaders, Pray for the leaders of your country. Pray for the leaders of your church. Pray for those who are leaders of you in your job, home, or school. Pray that they would seek godly counsel for their choices. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Jeremiah chapter 10 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. It doesn't matter how much you embellish it or how much you dress it up. It's still just a piece of wood that can't do anything for you. The, the embellishments do not transform it into a living God. Now, what's the application for us today? Here's one application for us today. Uh, there, there may be religions that have uh, a very beautiful components to it. There may be religions that are just beautiful, maybe have beautiful buildings, uh, maybe have beautiful words that are written, uh, beautiful people that are part of that religion. But that doesn't make it true. That doesn't make it true. These idols were beautiful, but they weren't true. And just because something is, is beautiful or embellished with beauty, great beauty, that doesn't make it true. Jesus is the only way to God. Even if you have another religion that is very beautiful and, and its writings are very beautiful and its ceremonies has all these beautiful qualities to it, uh, that, that beauty doesn't mean truth. Jesus said that he is the truth. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father but through me. He's the only, the only way. So now verse 10, but the Lord is the true God. See, I told you, he is the living God and he's the everlasting king 
At his wrath, the earth will tremble and the nations will not be able to endure his indignation. Thus you shall say to them, the gods they have not made the heavens uh, and the earth shall perish from the earth and from under these heavens. Jehovah is the true God. They are false gods. He is living. They are lifeless. He is eternal. They will perish. He is powerful. They are powerless before him. Again, why would anyone worship another God other than Jehovah? Now, verse 11, if you're a note taker and kind of a a Bible geek like me, verse 11 is an interesting verse that you should take note of because it's actually in the, in the original, it is actually in Aramaic. It's in Aramaic. It's not in Hebrew. Most of the old Testament is written in Hebrew. Uh, There's some passages in Ezra and Daniel that are in Aramaic. And then there's this one verse in Jeremiah that is in Aramaic, verse 11. Some scholars believe that it's possible that what Jeremiah says here in verse 11 was a common saying or a proverb that was known in the culture of that day in Aramaic rather than Hebrew. And that he just brought that right into the text. Uh, We have that in our language today, in English. We have phrases that we have borrowed from other languages that have just become common to us in the English language. Like, que sera, sera, right? Or c'est la vie, right? These are borrowed from other languages, but they are part of the English language. And it's believed that this Aramaic phrase or proverb was just borrowed and brought into the Hebrew, and Jeremiah stays true to it here and just uses it and writes it in the Aramaic. Just a simple and nice little trivial fact there for you that you can kind of file away in your mind. Um, So going on now in verse 12, speaking of the Lord Jehovah, he made the earth by his power, He has established the world by his wisdom and has stretched out the heavens at his discretion. Now listen to what it says in the New Testament. In Colossians chapter 1 verse 16, speaking of Jesus, for by him, Jesus, all things were created that are in heaven, that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, All things were created through him and for him. So in the New Testament, we're told that Jesus Christ created all things. Here, it says Jehovah God created all things. Now, how can that be? Jesus is Jehovah. He's Jehovah God. He's Emmanuel, God with us. Paul would say, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh, in the person of Jesus Christ. When he, God, utters his voice, there is a multitude of waters in the heavens, and he causes the vapors to ascend from the ends of the earth. He makes lightning for the rain. He brings the wind out of his treasuries. Speaking of rain here and storms, Jehovah is the one who brings rain. Now, uh, the Gentiles worshipped a God named Baal. And they believed that Baal caused the rain to fall, to water their crops, and to produce their crops. 
And what we see in the Old Testament is the children of Israel. They began to worship Baal because they wanted Baal to bring rain to their crops so that their crops would grow. So what did Jehovah do? He sent a drought. He sent a drought. For three years, it didn't rain in Israel. Why? To show them that Baal is not the God of rain. That Jehovah is the God of rain. And so he goes on here now. Look at verse 14. He says, everyone is dull hearted without knowledge. Every metalsmith is, is put to shame by an image that they make. For his molded image is falsehood. There's no breath in them. Their gods are not alive. Jehovah is alive. They are futile. They're empty. They're worthless. A work of errors. In the time of their punishment, they shall Perish. Their, their idols will not save them in the time of their punishment when the Babylonians come. Their idols that they're trusting in will not save them. In fact, in recent years, um, archaeologists have excavated the part of ancient Jerusalem uh, that's known as the city of David. Uh, they've excavated down to the time of of the Babylonian invasion when the Babylonians destroyed the city of Jerusalem and they excavated down to that level and what they found in almost every household were multiple idols. Literally, they uncovered thousands of idols in the city. In almost every building, there were idols. Those idols did not save them. From the Babylonians. Those idols did not save them. Uh, in their time of judgment. Just as God said here. In the time of their punishment. They shall perish. The portion of Jacob. Now look at verse 16. The portion of Jacob. Is not like them. For he is the maker of all things. And Israel is the tribe of his inheritance. The Lord of hosts. Is his name. The, the sense of verse 16 here is that uh, the people of, of Israel belong to Jehovah and Jehovah belongs to, to them. Jehovah was Jacob's portion and Israel was his inheritance. They belong to each other. They belong together, if you will. You know, elsewhere in the Old Testament, it's described as a marriage. And they belong to each other. And again, the, the, the point he's making is, why would you go after other gods? Why would you forsake Jehovah? He's your God. You, you belong to him. He belongs to you. Why, why would you do this? Why would you go after idols and forsake him? Now, verse 17, verse 17, Jeremiah um, kind of sees into the future prophetically. He sees this judgment that is coming at the hands of the Babylonians and he warns the people of Judah to prepare themselves for the captivity. Look what he says. Gather up your wares from the land, O inhabitant of the fortress. He says, pack your belongings up. Pack your bags. Get ready to go 
to the exile. For thus says the Lord, Behold, I will throw out at this time the inhabitants of the land and will distress them that they may find it so. Uh, Again, he uses very graphic language here. Remember, we saw uh, back in a previous passage uh, that God said, I will vomit you out of the land. And here he says, I will throw out at this time the inhabitants of the land. And and literally uh, here, this phrase throw out, it means to sling. Like throwing a sling. I'm going to sling them out of the land. And and implying that it's going to be fast, it's going to be hard, and I'm going to throw them far out of here. He's going to throw them all the way to Babylon, a thousand miles away. He's going to sling them out, launch them far away from this land. Pastor Dan will share the second half of today's message in just a moment. But first, he'd like to take a moment to tell you how you can receive prayer for your needs. Do you need prayer today? Every week we receive prayer requests from our listeners. If you need prayer for anything at all, we would like to pray for you right now. You can share your prayer requests with us through our website, calvaryec.com. Again, that's calvaryec.com or through our church app or by calling us at 410-491-4592. And can I ask you to pray for us as well? Pray for the Ring of Truth radio ministry as we bring the Word of God to those who need it. Thanks, Pastor Dan, and thank you for praying. Now, let's finish today's message. Now, verse 19. Now, verse 19 is the response of the people of Judah once this judgment happens. It's interesting. They they ignore the warnings. They ignore the warnings. But once the judgment happens, there's, there's great lamentation. Isn't that, and that's quite often how it is with us individually, with people individually. You know, there's these warnings in the word that if you do this, you do this, this is what's going to happen. And people ignore the warning. And then it happens. And there's, you know, weeping and wailing. And why did this happen? Well, you were warned all along that it would happen. So now this is, this is after the judgment has fallen upon them. This is kind of their response. Woe is me for my hurt. My wound is severe. But I say, truly, this is an infirmity and I must bear it. My tent is plundered and all my cords are broken. My children have gone from me and they are no more. There is no one to pitch my tent anymore or set up my curtains. And here it's the picture here is that of of a, a mother who has lost her home. She's lost her children. She's lost everything. Now look at verse 21. For the shepherds have become dull-hearted and have not sought the Lord. Therefore they shall not prosper, and all their flocks shall be scattered. Verse 21 is a very... um, very sobering verse. It says the, the shepherds here have become dull hearted. They have not sought the Lord. The shepherds are the leaders of the nation. Speaking of the political leaders, uh, the religious leaders of the nation, they, they, they've become dull hearted and they stopped seeking 
God. They stopped praying. They stopped asking God for wisdom. They stopped seeking God for direction. And as a result, the people were no longer prospering in the nation. Isn't that interesting? It had an impact on the nation economically. And ultimately, their flocks shall be scattered. The people are scattered like sheep who have no shepherd. Now, I I read this first, and I think we need to pray for the leaders of our nation. Right? We need to pray for the leaders of our nation that they would seek the Lord. We need to pray for church leaders. I'm asking you to pray for me as the pastor that that, that I would continue to seek the Lord. Right? And depend upon the Lord and not trust in my, myself or my own strength. Pray for other pastors in our community. I, I think also, too, we should, it applies to us individually. You know, whatever, whatever God has you shepherding right now, whatever you're overseeing right now in your own life, uh, even if it's just yourself, you're shepherding yourself right now, uh, you don't want to grow dull-hearted. And you don't want to come to the place where you stop seeking the Lord. Where you're just kind of going about it on your own. Trusting in your own wisdom. Because then you'll not prosper and you'll be left scattered. So it goes on. Behold, the noise of the report has come and a great commotion Out of the north country. Remember the Assyrians. They're going to come down from the north. When they invade Judah. They're going to come down through. What was left of the northern kingdom. Pass through the northern kingdom of Israel. And invade into the southern kingdom of Judah. The reason they're going to come from the north. Is because they have to come across. And then come down. They're going to come across to the Mediterranean Sea. Then come down. Because there's the Arabian desert is between. Uh, Babylon and the land of Israel. They can't cross the Arabian desert. So they kind of have to go up and around it, then come straight down the Mediterranean coast and invade Judah. So that's why they're saying they're coming out of the north country to make the cities of Judah desolate, a den of jackals. Now look at verse 23. O Lord, I know the way of man is not in himself. It is not in man who walks to direct his own steps. Very powerful verse here, where Jeremiah is just pouring out his heart before the Lord, and he says, I know the way of man is not in himself, and is not in man who walks to direct his own steps. And what Jeremiah is saying here in verse 23 is a man's life is not his own and man cannot direct his own steps. Even though man tends to think that his life is his own. And that he's the master of his own destiny. And that it's up to him. And that he controls those things. That's what man thinks. That he can direct his own life. That's what he thinks. That's how, that's how people uh, live. That I, I, I can direct my own steps. I can set my own course in life. And 
reach my destination and accomplish these things and accomplish those things. And you know what? It just takes one tragedy. It just takes one unexpected event. It just takes one accident. It takes one bad report from the doctor. And suddenly you realize, I don't have any control over anything in my life. All this control I thought I had, it's, 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 it's all made up in my own imagination. It's not real. And, and Jeremiah realizes that he is living in the midst of people who, who think that they can control their lives and think that they're the master of their own destinies and that they can direct their own steps without God. And, and he says, I know the way of man is not in himself. I know it is not in man who walks to direct his own steps. Jeremiah realizes that, that, that man desperately needs God. That man is, is unable, incapable of directing his own steps. That he needs God to direct his steps. You now in the Psalms it says in Psalm 37, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And the Lord upholds him. Uh, and the Proverbs, Proverbs 19.21, it says, You can make many plans, but the Lord's purpose will prevail. The Lord's purpose is going to prevail. And it's, and it's foolish of us to think that we're in control. And that we've got the control. The wise person says, I- I'm desperate for the Lord. I'm helpless without the Lord. I need him. I need his wisdom. I need his discernment. I need him to direct my steps. What does it say in the Proverbs? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Not trusting in my own understanding, my own wisdom. I'm acknowledging him in all my ways, praying, seeking the Lord asking for direction, asking for help at every step, and I allow him to direct my steps. It's just wisdom. Verse 24, O Lord, look what he says, correct me, but with justice, not in your anger, lest you bring me to nothing. You know, uh, Jeremiah here acknowledges that the, that the nation of Judah, the kingdom of Judah, deserves to be chastened. They deserve to be punished for their rebellion. But he says here, you know, he, he says, you know, correct me, but do it with justice. Don't, don't do it with anger. Don't punish me with justice. Punish, you know, punish me with justice, but not with anger here. He's asking for mercy. And then he says in verse 25, pour out your fury on the Gentiles who do not know you and on the families who do not call on your name, for they have eaten up Jacob. He's speaking here of, of the Babylonians who don't know the Lord. They're going to come in and devour Jacob. And he's calling for their judgment. Devoured him and consumed him and made his dwelling place desolate. He, he closes here this chapter with uh, pleading with God to punish the Babylonians for the way that they treated the people of Judah. He acknowledges, yes, we deserve the chastening. Yes, we deserve the punishment. Yes, it's just. But at the same time, we punish them for the way they treated us. He asked me how I know and I say it 
That's all we have time for today on Ring of Truth. If you'd like to hear more teachings from Pastor Dan, we invite you to visit our website, calvarybc.com. There you'll have access to our library of previous messages available to listen to online or download to take with you on the go. You can also subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Each time we post a new teaching, you'll get a notification and be able to listen right away. We're so blessed to be able to provide you with insightful messages taken straight from the pages of God's Word. We pray you've been encouraged today by what you've heard. We'd like to take a moment to ask you to partner with us as we continue to build this ministry. God is using programs like Ring of Truth to share the message of the gospel through a virtual mission field. Now, more than ever, people are being reached through radio and online teachings. We're so glad we could be a part of it. And we're eager to see where God will take us next. Would you join us in seeking God's will for this ministry? We'd also ask that you keep our listeners in your prayers, that they'll be open to how God is speaking to them. We know God listens to the prayers of His people, and we appreciate you partnering with us in this way. Thanks for joining us today. We encourage you to take the things you're learning in this study and apply them in your daily life. In our next edition, Pastor Dan will continue teaching verse by verse, chapter by chapter, through the book of Jeremiah, here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and what I know because I know his voice and it only takes It's true.